genre. to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we try to get Spider-Man 3 off of us one blasphemous <laughs> minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Father David Mowry, professor of homiletics at Mundelein Seminary. Oh, hey, welcome, boy, back. welcome back. Yeah, nice. I only have three titles, though, so I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> have to make Man, something they've been up. fun so far. That was a, <laughs> well, that was a real uh, credentials drop right there. <laughs> well, today uh, we are talking about Minute 103, which starts with uh, Eddie uh, beginning his prayer with its Brock, sir, Edward Brock Jr., uh, and oh, ends Eddie. with Brock, uh, with Eddie stepping toward the bell tower entrance. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. There are so many great names for God. Lord, <laughs> Savior, Father, Jesus. I mean, There's a classic favorite of mine, personally. Mm. But, mm. sir, oh my gosh, Eddie, <laughs> no. What's <laughs> weird about it, too, is it's, it's, a, it's a callback. It's like a thing. It, it's, like a, it's a callback to earlier, because when, when, uh, when uh, J- Jonah, when he's in the office with Jonah, Jonah says, what's that smell? And then he introduces himself by saying, Brock, sir, Edward Brock Jr. <laughs> um, and uh. here he's doing it now in his prayer. And I, 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 you know, it's almost as if like this is how he introduces himself to people he respects in some way. Um, and so I think he said it to Captain Stacy too. Oh, I think you're right. he's Broxer and yeah. Brock Jr. You're right. That's right. So like that's uh, what he does is any any and all father figures <clears throat> that he may have in his life, this is how he introduces himself to them. Uh, so this uh, is this is the third part of the joke. We had the setup and the reminder, and this is the payoff. I guess I so. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, all right. So I mean, Jameson and Captain Stacy are both imposing male authority figures. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> Context might be slightly different here. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, Jameson just thinks that he's God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got, Brock got too used to it. Um, oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, just, it, it's hilarious. He's so awkward. Eddie is, is this, you know, sy- <clears throat> sycophantic person who just desires to please everyone he comes across who has anything they could possibly give him Mm -hmm. and so in a way i laugh at you calling god sir but it it also reveals eddie's character he's just he's this awkward eager to please dweeb Mm -hmm. uh, who puts up a good front Mm -hmm. yeah i mean as we've said before at least in this film the the take on Eddie, eddie brock is a a dark reflection of peter yeah. less than a dark reflection of Spider-Man and that um, he is the, the type of like awkward dweeb that is uh, toxic and dangerous mm-hmm. l- rather than the one that's just silly. Um, right. So and we introduced him yesterday with the, the his reflection through the um, through the holy water. Right. Uh, a so dark we're, reflection. We're, we're sticking with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Dark, dark reflection boy. Yeah. Um, it's all so about I duality. When an, when an I don't want to call him evil yet, but I'd, I'd say when a 
a, a darker version of a awkward nerd attempts to be earnest in prayer, this is what happens. I mean, this is not the appropriate energy to bring to prayer, I assume. <laughs> right? Like this is I think that's safe to assume. Okay. Uh, I, I, just, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that he's coming humbled according to him. Uh uh but he uh he does ask for something that is um very specific and also very specifically not something that you would pray for, I think, typically. Yeah, now I happen to know a little something about prayer. So, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yes. oh, good. I, I'm glad I, you're I, here. Like the, yeah, the, <laughs> the beginning part of this prayer, it's actually very good because it's okay. obvious that the Eddie is, he's being very vulnerable mm-hmm. here. He's being mm-hmm. honest about his feelings. You know, he's, he's exposing his weakness, and that's what we're called to do in prayer is to be honest with God. We don't pretend to be something that we're not when we're communicating with the Almighty. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, coming from a place of humility, which is the root of both humbled and humiliation, that's the fundamental attitude of prayer. Now, in the way Eddie is talking about humiliation is more the, the blow to pride, which we could all do with more of because we're all pretty <laughs> self-possessed and, you know, pretty pretty self important and so eddie's had the first major blow to his pride and he's not taking it well um you know if if he had come to me for spiritual direction i would have said okay well eddie let's just stay with this this feeling of humiliation what where does this come from and and trying to get him to admit to a sense of pride a sense Mm -hmm. of self-importance and trying to get at where his identity is rooted because it seems like he he looks for approval from people like jameson and stacy and you know looking for all that self-validation and trying to encourage him to see himself rather by the light of god's grace that that god already loves him and desires to draw him into something better. But mm. Eddie, even in this prayer, even though there's some vulnerability here, it's it's kind of like that manipulative vulnerability. He's trying to pull a fast one on God, like, oh, look at how, how, how pitiful I am, so now give me what I want. Wow, Eddie Brock trying to pull a fast one on God. <laughs> <laughs> we do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure this will work out. Yeah. <laughs> but then, as you say, yeah, I, I love how we get we get the shot of the crucified Christ, <laughs> the man who died, who gave his life in order to save us, who from the cross said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. We have that shot. The next thing that Eddie says is he's looking at this image of suffering, sacrificial love. Please kill Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> vengeance, right? That's what, that's the, what you go that's for. That's what you're all about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I... <laughs> you could possibly <laughs> like him as much as you like me. I right. called you sir. <laughs> I called you sir. When was the last time Parker called you sir? Mm, I bet yeah, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's all from this place of uh, his own ego. This uh, this wounded pride is what's most important to him, not actual self reflection. That uh, he says the word humiliated and humbled, but I I don't believe he's actually humble at all in this in this space. Like I I feel like he is he's injured at least, and 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 definitely in in searching for. You know, any sort of uh, mentor might be a, a per- person to step in and help him out here, but he just wants validation again. So it, it, it's almost like he's uh, like in his, his interactions with like actual people, he knows the shape of what he should be doing, but has none of the like actual um, commitment to it. Like he's mm. 
he's he's saying the shape of a prayer but he's asking for like a curse he's when he talks to other people in real life he's like doing a version of a like nice gregarious person but it's only in terms of what he can get out of it mm-hmm. well what they can do how i can advance my career mm-hmm. and for him there's no like moral difference between framing spider-man if it gets him ahead in his career and like legitimately catching spider-man in the act mm-hmm. of doing something bad it, yeah, none of it matters eddie. other people don't matter only eddie right and it's and it's you know in this particular situation you know he he doesn't Eddie's just such a weird character because he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't like I I don't know what he's what his thought process here is right it it it's like mm-hmm. uh, he can only I guess it's it's that he can only see one perspective which is his and mm-hmm. he has mm-hmm. no sense of uh, empathy or understanding for the people around him, and he well, just no, yeah, and, he, and no sense of justice, right? Because he got mm. ca- yeah, like okay, granted, Peter was a massive jerk when he did it, but he still faked that photo, right? He committed yes. journalistic fraud. Right. There are ethics for that kind of thing that that he should know if he wants to work in journalism, right? And so what he got dinged for it was a legitimate offense but he has no sense of remorse around that just because he's so caught up on the personal harm it's done to him right yeah right yeah yeah he only he just he's very selfish um he's a very selfish person and not just he's selfish self-centered and is just completely his tunnel vision and you know to the point where he was completely in denial about the gwen situation uh, you know, where he was like, yeah, I'm her boyfriend. And she's like, we had coffee once. This, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous thing to think. Um, <laughs> and here, uh, you know, equally, if not more, much more ridiculous is the idea of like this complete misunderstanding of what prayer is, what religion is, what God's <laughs> purpose in your life is supposed to be. Like the, this whole concept uh, to him, it's like he's coming here because he's like, well, I have nowhere else to turn. So I guess I'll turn to God and maybe he'll use his magic God powers to make my life better by killing this guy. Like it's, Oof, it, it's, right. it's insane. It's, it's, <laughs> it's completely just baffling and insane. Like this guy is uh, on another level. Yeah. Do you you think he would have come here at all if Peter hadn't have like given him that last jab about if you want forgiveness, find religion? I don't like. Is just is he being religious out of spite? I don't know if this has anything to do with that. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. I mean that that's the first that's the first thing I thought of when I was watching the movie again, just to refresh myself. Mm. Uh, you know, because I knew these minutes were coming up when when Parker said that line. I thought, oh yeah, because there's a scene in a church later. Hmm, that right. seems a bit on the nose. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's forsh- if it's just the movie trying to foreshadow this moment, or if it was literally saying this is how he got the idea. Because that was that was mm. a I, I I think a couple of days ago um, when that happened. Yeah. And he did. Oh, yeah, the timeline of this movie makes no sense. No, it doesn't. And we've talked a lot about that. <laughs> uh, we've talked about that in detail. It doesn't make any sense. 
Uh, there are a lot of scenes at three or four in the morning. That's the only thing that we can come up with. Um, right, yeah. Like, doesn't Peter show up at Aunt May's apartment at like two in the morning? Oh, it's yeah. It's like yeah. three fifteen in the morning. We like oh looked at the gosh. clock. Yeah. So Aunt at least May we were aware really that, her it's, nephew. Th- that it's that late. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, but, Bless but, Aunt May. But She's there's great. a, uh, uh, what was it going to say? Oh, yeah. Because there's the bit where um, he sees uh, Gwen and Peter going into the jazz club. He's like watches them from across the street. Um, mm-hmm. So he was already sort of out and about um, whether he was walking toward this church or just decided to go to the church uh, as he passed it. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, he was definitely, you know, out and about and walking around and happened to see the two of them together. So the problem I think is that there's two things going on with the move, the, the, the thing, the story that the movie is telling you, which is, the movie is in one on one hand saying that he's going to the church because Peter said, if you want forgiveness, find religion. And then on the other hand, it's saying he went to church because the last straw was seeing Peter and Gwen together. Mm. Yeah. So uh, okay. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's a combination there to be had somewhere in the middle. But um, well, and, and it looks like Eddie has been doing more than just walking about. It looks like that he's run about two miles in order to get to. The yeah. church. He's got some nasty sweat stains going on in that shirt. Yeah. Well, it was also raining earlier, so I don't know if that has. I guess happened. only. Yeah, but only on the neckline of that yeah. shirt. I guess. Right. I don't know. He was walking around like a turkey, just like with his chin straight up in the air. Yeah. And he had his like his hoodie unfolded up under his shirt, so it was bone dry by the time he got in the church. Uh, priorities man that was an expensive hoodie oh, yeah. also, it definitely looks like an expensive hoodie because like a lot of things in in movies uh like everyone it's one of my pet peeves in movies it's just like everyone wearing obviously brand new clothes um yes and yeah. that is that is a that is a brand new hoodie that has never been worn before so he yeah. he obviously went out and bought himself a hoodie to be depressed in uh because <laughs> That's that's like that's like uh, that's a depression hoodie for sure. Yes, <laughs> a really slick one too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like it's just it's weird. Uh, the filmmaking here is fine. The like <laughs> the push in on his face and the the way the they light it and all sting. that. Oh, I love that music. The music is so over the top. <laughs> <laughs> the, here comes the dangerous bit. He's gonna ask for something wild oh to, to murder oh he wants murder okay please god murder peter parker <laughs> the horror sting yeah that's all that's all great it's just the the character stuff here is uh a little weird yeah it's just such a silly scene i don't really know why it's here i'll be a to- totally honest like i know we have to establish that he's in the church but like why does he have to ask god to kill peter parker because like it's not like anything comes of that so like well, why did why are why are we watching him do this yeah like w- this scene probably would have functioned just as well if not better if he had been like actually vulnerable and humble about what had happened to him yeah and he was just asking for a new direction. Yeah, a new direction, help, something. Yeah, anything. I just want help. Yeah. Yeah, or a sign or something. Yeah, something like that. That feels more like while that, that does a little more like on the nose, it's also, you know, uh, cinematic language. And it's mm-hmm. it's also uh, has a lot more to do with what's about to happen to him. Because yeah. what what the movie is, is like proposing it seems 
is as if he asked God to kill Peter Parker and God was like, well, I won't, but I'll give you the tool to do it. <laughs> yes, that, that is how the all-loving God operates. Like, well, I'm not going to kill him, but here's a yeah. gun. Yeah. That's his vibe, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But that, but, you know, that's what it seems to be suggesting, which is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I feel like you have to be careful sometimes with uh, accidentally making messages like that in your film because a, a screenplay or a movie always has a uh, all-powerful you know hand that is making things happen. It's the screenwriter or the yeah. or the director right. or whatnot right. that uh, there is quite literally a tangible force in the world of these characters that rewards or punishes certain behaviors. Yes, uh, and that's the what the screenwriter thinks is the story we should be telling mm-hmm. or the themes that should be happening or they, they made what, a movie called cabin in the woods exactly about this right yeah like oh, what yeah. is <laughs> what is reinforced what is uh worthwhile and why is it worthwhile like all of those things will come into play so if you have a character beg for something from the almighty <laughs> whatever happens next will feel like his prayer being answered yeah it, it's just I, I don't know. It's just a weird... Of, of all the things to ask, it's the one that rings the most strange. Uh, it, it's a an odd note in the... Yeah, now, again, <laughs> if, if, if the decision was made to lean into the religious themes here, uh, what you guys uh-huh. were talking about earlier around the demonic possession line yeah. reminded me of how Judas is presented around the passion oh. narrative of Christ, okay. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. especially in Luke's gospel, because uh, Luke has the line, at that time, Satan entered Judas. And then Judas goes to the chief priest and says, what would you give me to, to hand over Jesus to you? So yeah. if, they had, if they had leaned into that, where there's this element of spiritual warfare going on, where the, the symbiote is some kind of satanic, demonic presence, yeah. and you, know, you we, we lean into that kind of imagery, then this you know person who is uh, you know with God but isn't quite on board with God's plan evokes Judas because Judas is with Jesus all the time, but he's not on board with Jesus yeah. and, and makes a bad decision and goes down a dark path and gets twisted by some kind of um, you know, selfishness, some kind of ego, some kind of pattern of sin in his own heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a through line there with the idea of... Uh, I mean, it's not well explained in the film proper, but once Eddie gets the symbiote, he does figure out who Peter Parker is. Right. He does know the identity of our savior figure and puts him in danger immediately mm-hmm. because of that knowledge. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, like interesting, because that, that reminds me of how when Jesus is driving out unclean spirits in the Gospels, they always say, we know who you are. You're the mighty one of God. So there's that element of the evil spirits know who Jesus really is, even though yeah. he's he's keeping his, um, his true mission kind of under wraps in the beginning of the Gospel. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, but, but Eddie, Eddie learns a lot once he gets the symbiote, if I remember <laughs> sure. correctly from yeah. later in the movie. Like, wait a minute, how, do, how does he know? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> That doesn't. That seems pretty convenient. There's, yeah. Uh, so so I will I will I will add like a little bit of a like a plus up to this scene. Um, which, okay. Which is Please that do. I think that if they had, I think a really good way to have played this scene and not really changed a lot with it um, would have been to instead of him 
talking directly to God in a prayer. Um, instead, talking to you know uh, one of the priests or uh, maybe even getting mm-hmm. into a confessional booth or something like that and having a similar conversation um, where he talks about like wanting Peter to be killed and then the priest possibly like very politely and uncomfortably explaining why that's a bad thing to want to happen to anyone <laughs> um, and that it's not what God's for, right? It's like you can't, yeah. you can't ask him to do that right because we're like we're all equals in his eyes and etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. um and yeah, is there a better dramatic device than the confessional it just I, it's perfect oh, for yeah. the soul searching conversation absolutely yeah. absolutely you're and, welcome everyone and and, <laughs> yeah, and and then you just have you just have um you know eddie angrily leave the confessional in a way of like him basically, you know, denouncing God. And then in that moment, that's when the symbiote shows up for him. Oh. Okay, I'm, I'm adding this to the list of things we're sending to Sony. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make a meeting. I'll, I'll, I'll call him up and get a meeting. Um, I'm here to talk to you about Spider-Man 3. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> now, this is important. This is important. <laughs> Um, when was the last time you thought about Spider-Man 3? Uh, never. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Basically the night of the premiere and then we stopped. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like a, a couple more drafts and there's really interesting, powerful spiritual stuff there. Yeah. That it seems like they were they were willing to play in that area. Why not like take it seriously? Or if, if not seriously, like... Uh, um, use it more fully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if serious is the right word for any special effects superhero extravaganza, but uh, yeah, there's there's something interesting here, and it's not that the scene as it is just feels weird because I get, this doesn't even have to be in here. It feels weird because this is close to being something really cool, and I, I want the cool thing. Yeah. I, I, I want the interesting, rich thematic thing mm-hmm. not just uh, please god kill him <laughs> right? yeah you know, because because <laughs> on a certain level um my my pastoral heart breaks for eddie brock because mm. he is he is mad enough that he wants someone else to die and that that's Oof. that's a really tragic place to be yeah and I, I i think that's that's a place that is not wholly unfamiliar to a lot of people and we mm. we have all been to a place that dark where we have we have gotten so mad and hated somebody else so much that we wish that they were dead. And that's that's a really powerful human experience and has the potential for a lot of drama and potential. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and and to see someone wrestling with that is a, a good and honest thing to put out in terms of a dramatic story because like you like you said there's a lot of richness there. Yeah. Oh. But I guess we have to get to tearing off alien suits, so Yeah. Um okay, so so we we go back up to the to the bell tower and uh Peter uh very dramatically starts to r- rip the 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 symbiote off of him um uh, to which tries to yeah well and the very first thing he does is like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna rip it out from like the back of my neck and and get this off my face but like dude you're the one who put it on your face like you didn't have it on your face like two minutes ago like why did you put the mask on 
<laughs> you guys remember uh, Goosebumps books from the the the, the 90s? haunted mask. Made, the haunted mask. Yeah. The, the bit where like she goes to take it off and she oh, can't yeah. find the seam. Yeah. Like that's what this reminds yeah, me. Yeah. Absolutely. I had that mask. I bought that mask for Halloween one year. It's a scary one. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, um this- but yeah it's so he's like ripping this thing off and i just i again like we needed that additional scene where he ends up getting the whole costume on maybe not even by choice you know like something right yeah to like explain why he put the boots and the gloves and the the mask on yeah, uh, there was some scene where like the, the pants and 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 shirt of the suit grew the gloves and grew the boots and then the mask right be like then peter would be like oh that's kind of freaky that's yeah. not good that is uh, yeah i don't like this yeah that yeah, anything yeah anything to explain this because the 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 transitional like sort of cut that we get earlier suggests that he just went and got dressed and then yeah. <laughs> went to the top of the of the spire and was like well i guess i should take this thing off now i've said i've said goodbye like was that what he was doing up there He was like saying goodbye um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I should like fully wear it one last time, right? Or something. I just look so I cool. Don't know, in a it. Weird black suit yeah. that I don't know where you came from. <laughs> We've had he, some fun wait, times together. What if he set up like a camera like across the yes. street to take pictures of him on the spire? <laughs> He's like, look, I'm gonna get rid of this thing, but I do look really cool in it, so I'm gonna take some I, pictures. Yeah. <laughs> One I'm last put these up on shoot. live journal later. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I want to make sure it's going to turn into the teaser poster for this movie. So, <laughs> yeah, the moving teaser poster. Right. Um, or like, I just want to make sure I've got you know some uh, some stuff for Jonah just unlocked, just in the back pocket. Some nice shots. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a shame to ruin this photo op right. uh, <laughs> prematurely. I don't know. Um, uh. I, I do think the the effects look good here, though. When he like. The, the the CGI of like the thing reassembling itself when oh, he tries to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I love oh I love all of this. Like it it looks really good. I like how it when he hits when he accidentally runs into the bell um and it it kind of like comes off of his face and like turns into the sort of venom face. Um, yeah, it's it's really yeah, yeah. good. And just in general, I like the way the symbiote looks so much in this. Uh, the the yes. consistency of the of the alien is is very. Um, I don't know. It feels like a living creature, uh, whereas yeah. it, it doesn't look as nearly as good in the uh, Venom film. Um, so bizarrely, because they had a lot more <laughs> advanced technology yeah, access they I just guess? didn't they know. just didn't feel the need to like try to make it feel like a like a living actual thing in reality yeah um which is unfortunate but uh, but then again like i don't know what you could do that wasn't already done here so you know maybe yeah. they were just it's trying to broke, avoid that fix it why reinvent the wheel yeah yeah i mean i'm with you yeah. on that one it's not like they don't own this movie <laughs> um, exactly yeah <laughs> but uh uh one thing that really um really gets me is uh when uh when Peter starts ripping it off of his his face after um hitting the bell uh and it's it's coming off and it all of his hair is under there and I'm just thinking like how much is he, how much hair is he pulling out with that symbiote um, oh yeah because ah. like you think like if I'm like desperately trying to stay onto someone, if I'm like a if I'm like a little baby alien or whatever this thing is, like I'm <laughs> I'm pulling hair. I like I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not like don't take me off of you. Like I, just like going for the duct tape. That's maneuver. one way to 
That's one yeah. way to wax in preparation for <laughs> swimsuit season, yeah. I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Even if it just goes kind of liquidy and then, like, firms up, like how when he's pulling on the back of the neck area, like, you can see it, like, pull against him. Uh, yeah. Even that, like, I'm imagining, like, w- having prosthetic makeup, like, and the glue gets on hair that it shouldn't have gotten on, and then you go to peel that off. Oh, and you're yeah, like, okay, the worst. now I'm... Now I'm in trouble. Uh, but that, but that, the whole back of your head. Like, there's no inch of him that's not just, just waxed. Yeah, wax city. Yeah. Um. So he's pulling on it. He's screaming because it hurts. Probably because his hair is getting pulled out. Um, yeah. And uh, and Eddie hears this and he's like, "Oh, is that?" Uh, he's like, gets up and goes toward is it. Is that God? Yeah. As if he's is that you, God. Yeah. It's me, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> the look on his face is so good. Yeah. Oh <laughs> what? Yeah. In the soundtrack or uh, oh yeah, uh, the score. angelic choir swells. Yes. Like what? What is happening? What are we supposed to be drawing, concluding from from the sequence of sounds and images? Oh man, it's so silly. Well, the answer, the answer to his prayer. Yeah. It's it's just in that other room. He just got to get there, but he won't get there till tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what else, what else you got? What do you got for us today, David? Oh, right. Well, we, we already covered uh, a fair portion of it. Uh, but I wanted just to, to touch on intercessory prayer. You know, what, what is it exactly that, um, we, we, uh, that a Christian believes happens when one prays. Um, Mm -hmm. so prayer is, is the word that we use to talk about conversation with God, um, and the idea is in prayer, one has a true conversation, that there is a dialogue, which means that, yes, I express myself to God, but there's also supposed to be an idea of receiving from God, you know, something, some response to my prayer. Um, and so, you know, in the Catholic tradition, of course, we have you know, beautiful uh, ritual prayers you know, like the Our Father, the Hail mm-hmm. Mary, and stringing those together into the rosary. Uh, but even in that uh, repeated chain of prayers, there's supposed to be a space left for silence, a space left for meditation, you know, and, and to allow for God to speak. And that's one of Eddie's problems here is not really letting God get a word in edgewise. Uh, he's not uh, fully focused on the prayer's conversation. It's all about Eddie. Um, now, in intercessory prayer, when when a, a Christian asks God for something, you know, of course, God knows better than we do. He he has a much broader perspective than we do. He can he can see the whole kit and caboodle, all of space and time, all at once. He's not limited to one particular moment and one particular space like we are as created beings. Uh, he can see everything, and so knows what he's about. Yet in intercessory prayer, there, there's still an encouragement to engage in that kind of prayer. Not because we hope to change God's mind, not because we say, oh, God, would you do this for me? And God said, oh, yeah, that's a much better idea. What was I thinking? Let's do that instead. <laughs> but, but rather that through that act of engaging in a conversation with God, yeah, that the intercession, the petition is the beginning of a conversation, one begins to allow God to change you through the prayer. You know, that if, you know, Eddie had someone who was helping him through this prayer and it's like, I want you to kill Peter Parker. And, you know, if I was sitting with him saying, all right, well, let's let's talk about that prayer a little bit. What is it that you you want God to do and to kind of draw out where Eddie is and to put that 
in uh, conversation with who we know God to be, how God has revealed himself in Jesus Christ to be Father, to be love, to be the one who desires to draw creation to himself. Um, and so then to kind of encourage Eddie in this growth and prayer to get outside of his own way of thinking and get into the way that God thinks. That's one of the goals of Christianity. The goal isn't to get to heaven so much as it is to be united with God. Now, the word we use for eternal union with God is heaven. But mm. even here in this life, we, as Christians, we desire to be united with God in everything that we have and are, which includes our thoughts, how we think about things, what we desire, even how we feel ought to conform, ought to be shaped around Jesus himself. Like I said yesterday, Jesus comes to reveal God to humanity, but he also reveals humanity to ourselves, how we are actually to be human. Um, mm. St. Paul says in the letter to the Philippians that we are to have this mind that was in Christ, to, to humble ourselves, to think as Christ does, to think and feel as Jesus does. Um, and, and so in that, you need to have the kind of honesty and prayer that, that Eddie kind of shows the beginnings of here. He's, uh, you know, he feels comfortable enough admitting that he feels humbled and humiliated. Okay, that's good as far as it goes. We need to be honest with God in prayer. We hand over those feelings and experiences in prayer. You know, whether it's, you know, say for Peter, a feeling of guilt over Uncle Ben's death or a feeling of anger that Uncle Ben's killer is still going free and this desire for revenge. Those are all honest experiences and anyway, that those are those are valid feelings to have in response to these things but where do they lead oh nowhere good they don't lead to <laughs> peace they don't lead to reconciliation they don't lead to the things of god so therefore in prayer the goal would be to hand those things over to to express to god anger and guilt and you know these desires for revenge and to allow God to work in my heart to, to work in Peter's heart to work in Eddie's heart to, to show where he is in the midst of all this because God's always present to us even when we're angry even when we're you know not acting or thinking in a way that lines up with his will God never abandons us he's always with us and the goal is to enter into conversation with God around those feelings you know I have people who come to me in confession and you know they will you know say things like oh I'm just really mad with God and I'll, I'll ask them, well, have you told God that? And you'll say, oh, no, Father, I, well, well, I couldn't possibly tell God that I'm angry with him. I said, <laughs> what, are you afraid of hurting his feelings? You know, he's God. He's a big guy. He can take it. You know, you, it. God wants you to be honest with him in prayer. And then once you're honest, once you're actually expressing, then God can start to bring you to a new place. And so that that's what I mean when I talk about how prayer doesn't change God's mind, but prayer changes us so that we put on the mind of God. You know, and, and it all starts with that honest conversation. Um and, but it has to be grounded in who Jesus actually is. Like I said earlier, you know, Eddie's prayer is just totally ridiculous, especially in the light of this beautiful <laughs> crucifix that's right here. You know, Jesus who forgives and gives and mercy uh, all over the place. Oh, oh Eddie, come on. You, I, he just wasn't paying attention on Wednesday religious ed. Uh, I think that's a fair assumption uh, <laughs> on his backstory. Um, beautifully said, as always, Father David. That was wonderful. Yes. Um, all right. Well, uh, we've got um, y even more to come uh, as the week goes on. Uh, but uh, you should check out the other podcast that we have at uh, DuelingGenre.com as well as the other Movies by Minute podcasts at MoviesByMinutes.com, uh, many of which Father David has guested on um, here and there. So uh, 
definitely uh, check those out. Uh, you've been on Star Wars Minute. I know you've been on DC Cinematic Minute. What else? What others have you been on? Uh, well, I won't go through the whole list because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we'll be here for a while. Uh, <laughs> I think if, if you're if you like the Spider-Man movies, I encourage you to to check me out on Marvel Movie Minute. I was on for a week with Iron Man and, and talking about a lot of similar themes with Christ in the Cape and talking about the the just the the big old mess that Tony Stark is and yeah. how that you know, just you know shows shows a lot of the same kind of themes we're talking about here. Um, I was also on for a couple episodes of Indiana Jones minute uh talking about franciscans and uh grailstones and why franciscans wouldn't be creating illuminated manuscripts uh so you can check those out for the last crusade minutes nice wonderful all right well uh go check those out but uh we will be back tomorrow with minute 104 bye everybody bye see ya